from his studios in New York. It's time for Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, where sports meets life. Here's your host, Dan Tortora. Good morning and welcome here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on WakeUpCallDT.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on MixLR.com backslash WakeUpCallDT. Hope everybody's having a great morning. We're starting a few minutes behind here today because Daddy had to take care of the baby. That's right, had to take the little crazy monster. Those of you that listen to the show, you know who she is, little Lillian, my sidekick of the show, and my little pup, and uh, my daughter. So I had to bring her over to get her hair cut, connected with Canine Campground and Canine Doggy Daycare, who we're very proud to work with. So we trust them. They take care of her, and uh, you definitely want to go over there and show them some love. So just so you know, let me get you the uh, information here in case you have a dog that needs to be helped out a little bit here. We got you all set up with Canine Campground. There's Canine Camp Dog Daycare which is in East Syracuse. Their number is 315-437-7110. That's 315-437-7110. And then we also have in, let me see here, in Baldwinsville, we have 315-635-3647. That's 315-635-3647. So make sure you go out there as well to the Downer Street location and get yourself helped out by the Canine Cuts, Canine Dog Daycare, and of course, you can check out Canine Campground by going to wakeupcalldt.com. So I had to just give them a shameless plug this morning because that's where we trust to take care of the little Lillian, and you know we appreciate her very, very much, and obviously we love her like crazy, so... That's why we're starting a little bit back today is because we had to take care of her before I got into the studio. So got to take care of the family, right? Got to make sure family's okay and that everybody's good. So good morning to you. I hope you're well. I've been out there driving this morning in the wonderful, beautiful rain. Please be safe out there and please be careful. Make sure you got your lights on, that your windshield wipers work, and that you're taking care of not only your driving, but that you're watching and being mindful of other people while you're out there this morning. In just a moment here, we're going to be joined by Rob Drummond, and let's hop into the morning menu so I can tell you what's coming up today. Very excited about the discussion that we're going to have on the show today in this broadcast. So many great things coming up. You're definitely going to want to be here for all of it. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, we like to start off the show by giving you our menu of topics. The morning menu that is live now with the morning menu is Dan Tortora. Here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora for October 2nd, 2018, the morning menu will feature in the first hour of the show Robert Drummond, Syracuse NFL and CFL alum, will be joining me to speak on numerous topics that are happening, including the four and one orange, how he thinks he can go the re- how he thinks they can go, pardon me, the rest of the way this season, if they should be ranked currently right now, 
the rivalry with Pittsburgh, as well as players' rocky marriage with the NFL. All of that's coming up right here. He's got a lot to say about the NFL. He played in the NFL. He knows what the NFL is about and what it's like. So we're going to discuss the NFL and the connection to players like Earl Thomas and Le'Veon Bell and the situations going on, as well as, like I said, Syracuse being 4-1, and one, if they should currently be ranked, and their rivalry, rivalry with Pittsburgh. And we'll also get into coming off that game against Clemson and his thoughts, since this will be the first time that Rob will be on the air since that loss to Clemson in Death Valley 27 to 23. So we'll discuss that in just a moment. And then coming up after that in the second hour of the show, we'll be featuring at 10 a.m. Eastern time, Courtney Jackson. Courtney Jackson is the first player to have signed on, or pardon me, to have verbally committed to Syracuse for the 2019 incoming recruiting class. So we will speak with Courtney Jackson about not only committing to Syracuse for 2019, but being the torchbearer of the class. The first person to sign is always the torchbearer. So we'll speak on that as well as his recruitment as a whole and his connection to the rest of the recruits that are out there. So we'll have some fun with that this morning with Courtney Jackson coming to us live for the 2019 incoming class for Syracuse and their football program moving forward. So, Rob Drummond first, Courtney Jackson after that, and then we will get into the ingredients to success. Proudly brought to you by Utica Pizza Company. Can't wait to share that with you in just a little bit here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We'll be back after this fast break. This is a Wake Up Call Fast Break. This is Jimmer Sikowski, owner-operator of Chick-fil-A Cicero, 7916 Brewerton Road in Cicero, right in front of the Home Depot. I had a deep feeling that God wanted me to do something bigger with my life and to help people, help others. I kept putting Chick-fil-A in my life, and I realized as I was going through the franchise selection process that uh, positively impacting the lives of others was really core to what we do here at Chick-fil-A. First of all, it starts with the food. The food is brought in fresh daily, you know, we bring in local produce, we prepare to order in the kitchen, we hand bread our chicken, we hand spin our milkshakes, it's it's great food, it doesn't taste like fast food. I, I think the second thing is is the way people feel when they come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant, it's different. We, we try to treat people with intentional kindness here, which is very different and deeper than good customer service, and so you know, I think it feels remarkable for most people to come in a Chick-fil-A restaurant. And then lastly, the impact that we try to have in the community is very different. It's a big part of the expectation of every operator of a Chick-fil-A restaurant is that they're actively engaged in their community, they're a leader in the community, and they're, they're making a difference. When they realize that what we're striving to do is to shine a little light in their life, that's a very, very different experience uh, than you will have in any other quick service restaurant. And it's that remarkable experience that I think people will emotionally connect with. I'm George Townsend of Honda City with some good advice from buying a new car. The true cost of owning a new car is determined by the appraised value when you trade it. No vehicle appraises higher than a Honda. Next, look for low APRs and deep discounts. You also want low maintenance costs and great fuel economy. That's why my advice to you is to buy a new Honda. Looking pre-owned, visit our Honda Certified Used Car Center. Honda City, 7140 Henry Clay Boulevard, Liverpool, or HondaCity-CNY.com. It would be a pity if you don't shop at 
For all of us that have always wanted our favorite restaurant to come to us, it's now a reality in Central New York with It's a Utica Thing, with Utica Pizza Company bringing their wonderful recipes that they've handed down through generations to you, to your events, to your business, to your home. It's a Utica Thing, proudly bringing Utica Pizza Company on wheels to your location. Call 315-738-8946. That's 315-738-8946 to bring Utica Pizza Company to your doorstep with It's a Utica Thing. Welcome back here to Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora on wakeupcalldt.com, your one-stop sports shop, and on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. Proud to be here with you every Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, and appreciate you being here on mixlr.com backslash wakeupcalldt. It is that time to get on the line with my guy, Rob Drummond, one of my closest friends and, of course, played Syracuse NFL and CFL football and is someone in this community, has his own multiple businesses in the community, and is, of course, my co-host for the pregame shows. So, uh, basically, what happened was Rob and I didn't have a pregame this this week, so I was sad and downtrodden, so I had to have him on the show. But in all seriousness, you know, I got to have Rob on the uh, the broadcast – we're pretty much going to talk with you today about what him and I talked about yesterday when I was on a flight layover, and uh, you know all this stuff is very important. So I jokingly said to him, "I'll call you in the morning and we'll have the conversation again." So with that being said, Rob, how are we doing today? Pretty good, man. You know, uh, as I always say, every morning you get a chance to wake up and do the things you love to do. It's a great day. You know, God is good. God is absolutely good, and I appreciate the opportunity that we get to take here. So, you know, you didn't get us at at the Press Room Pub this week, so you get us here on the show making sure that we keep that uh, these two voices going together, and we thank everybody that's been so awesome listening and watching and coming out to the Press Room. So before we get into all the stuff that I wanted to discuss for today, I want to give a shout-out to Arthur Jones because he's back in the community, he's back in the area, and, and, and I felt like a little kid during our show within the last couple of weeks here when he got up from uh, from being at uh, the press room pub, he was having a drink, and he got up and bumped the and bumped our fists, and uh, you know get showed so, showed some love for the show. What can you say about Arthur? Because I know during the show you had some pretty uh, pretty big words for him. <laughs> what can I say about the young man? You know what? It's 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 always good to see a fellow Orangeman, you know, come back and and promote what it is that we love to do. You know, I I I know what he did on the hill. You know outside of football and by that i mean you know the heart and soul the pride you know the the love that he had for the game and what he gave to not just like a you know Syracuse university football family but the community you know it's and he's someone who's local you know she's from uh, he's from the proctor area proctor area you know so it's it's it's, it's always good to see someone you know come back it's always going to be not, not just local, but in, in, in any of the guys when they come back, you know, and they're, they're always welcomed here. We always have an open heart. I mean, I, I personally know know what they went through, you know, to get up every morning, you know, go breakfast, check in, go to class, come back from class, go to meetings, go out to practice, you know, practice all day, watch film, come in, lift weights, you know, after lifting weights, you eat dinner, you know, after dinner, you go to study table, after study table, you get to walk back up to the sky top and do it, do it all over again. You know, so it's a grind, but it's a grind that's well worth it when it's something you love to do. And when you look at that, Rob, you know, to get into that a little bit deeper, just what people don't see in the grand scheme of things. They see you out there on the field and, 
you know, and, and if you're not performing, then people get upset and they yell and, and, and this, that, and the other. They want to see better. They want to they want to see things go right and, and so on and so forth. But just speak on all the things that, that people don't get to see and, and truly how hard it is to get out there on a Saturday and play this game on a Sunday and play this game because, you know, there has been a lot coming out about, you know, just shut up and play when it comes to Le'Veon Bell and so on and so forth. Oh, I mean, I, I always, you know, contributed to the, 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 the dog swimming in the water theory. You know I mean? You see a dog just swimming so calmly along the top of the, you know, the top of the water, you just see his head and probably his front paws, but then underneath the water, he's feverishly, violently, you know, moving his legs fast just to stay afloat. You know, football's the same way, you know, and, and people just see on Saturday, you know, you know, the, the you know, the magnification of a game, you know, that that's led up to that point. But there's so much that goes into preparing for this game for these young athletes and coaches, you know, from the practicing and the breaking down film, you know, to the getting your bodies ready, to the bumps and bruises, you know, to the going to school. To you don't just stop being a student athlete and all of a sudden show up on Saturday and, and, and play the games, you know. You got to travel. You got to you know you got to prepare to travel. You got to pack. You got to. It's just so much that goes on it's just it's more mentally tiring than it is physically tiring you know the, the, the game is just a climax of, the, of something a crescendo building up you know the entire week until you get to that point but but it's so much fun and so much worth it you know and i, I always say i i knew it, it was time for me to retire from the game when you know when that build up wasn't fun anymore you know, I, I, I used to, every time I walk into a football field, I would mentally tell myself, I wouldn't say it out loud, I would just mentally tell myself, Robert, you're doing something you love to do, so this practice is over. Which meant I, I got another day to do what I love to do because nothing really was going to happen happen in practice, I had thought, you know. So I just went out there and just had the most fun I ever could have. I always just tried to have the most fun I possibly could have in practice because they were tough, but you know what? I was doing something that probably 1% of the population could do. You know, playing at a high level, a sport that, as a kid, I love to play. You know, and a lot of guys feel that way, you know, and that's what a lot of guys understand about this game. That in order to be successful in football, in order to be good at it, you got to love it. Speaking here with Robert Drummond, a longtime friend and, and longtime co-host, as well as uh, a player in the history of Syracuse, the NFL, and the CFL. Rob, we're, we're going to get into a bunch of different things on today's broadcast, and we'll, we'll get to Syracuse in just a little bit here. But I want to stick with the Le'Veon Bell discussion and just what you could say about this. I mean, you and I talked about it. Allegedly, he's supposed to now come back during the bye week that came out last night that you know there's there's a chance that he'll be coming back then they also said labor day in the past and that obviously didn't come to fruition and there's been moments of people questioning does his agent know what he's thinking does he know what his agent's thinking because they've had conflicting points of view and conflicting messages that have come out there so to speak so you know what do you think about the whole situation I know that there's a lot of stuff that we have to kind of dive into with this but just what you can say to start off this discussion about you know what's going on with Le'Veon Bell and this current situation that he has with the Pittsburgh Steelers who obviously seemingly do not want him anymore um I agree with Le'Veon Bell 1000 percent you know, I mean, as as the, as the Earl Thomas situation pretty much dictates what Le'Veon Bell's holding out for. You know, you have guys who are getting, you know, 60 million, 70 million, you know, 40 million dollar signing bonus that, you know, and, and these contracts that are setting their families up for life in a sport where CTE exists in a sport where guys are, you know, not not just injured and maimed for, for life, but are, you know, but are physically injured now, you know, and, and, and the NFL is not taking care of them. These owners are 
filthy rich. <laughs> you know, they, they, they own their stadiums. They have a multi-billion, not million, multi-billion dollar enterprise that's going international also. And with television contracts and merchandising and things of that nature, um, what these players are making is paltry compared to what these owners are breaking in. So these these players are putting their, their lives on the line. Name me, a, name me any owner or any coach that's died from CTE in the last five to six to seven years. Name me one. Right. I didn't. I mean, you can't. It's not the it's not the, um, the coaches and it's not the owners that are you know you know that are acquiring these. I mean, these uh, this 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 deadly and I won't I won't call it a disease. I'll call it an affliction. You know. But then then I, then I heard someone you know um the other day they're, they're talking about well these players make a choice of of playing this game you know and and, and then uh and then getting this injury. It's like that is true. But you also make a choice to get into a car and drive a car and then get in an accident. You make a choice to walk down the street every day. I mean, just because you choose to do something you love to do, knowing that there's a chance that that could happen, you know, means it means it's, it's it's on you. I mean, I make a choice to wake up every single morning and walk outside and do the best that I can. If something should fall on me and kill me, so that means it's my fault because I, I made a choice. Just because these guys make a choice to play a game that they love to do, knowing that the possibilities are they could get it. You know, it doesn't mean that, that it makes it right. You know, there's some guys that will never, you know, never get CTE. But there, then there are other guys who will never get injured in their career. But then there are guys who have the most debilitating injury or the most, you know, Alzheimer's and Parkinson's. And I can go on and on and on about some of the things that being caused from the head trauma you get running to a guy, you know, twice your size, you know, over and over, 70 to 80 times, you know, a, a game. And with these new fast speeded up offenses, it's, it's somewhere over a hundred times a game. But you know what? Sometimes something happens. Sometimes it don't. But still, if a guy is willing to go out there and put his body on the line and put his mind on the line and put his soul on the line for you to be able to enjoy yourself, you know, watching you know the battle of the game of football, and these owners are making millions off it, make sure he's taken care of. You know, for the rest of his life, for wanting to do something like that. You know, I commend. Anybody willing to go out there and risk everything, you know, to, to you know, just to, for not just others' enjoyment, but their, for their, uh, their enjoyment also, you know? And when we look at, you know, this situation, and you and I obviously had discussed this uh, last night off the air and, and talked about some things with, with Le'Veon Bell and, and Earl Thomas. And, you know, obviously Earl Thomas being a sign of that, a sign of holding out, not being happy, saying, okay, this team doesn't want me. I don't want to be here anymore, but I come back because I want to get my money and I'm going to play, and here I am getting hurt again, you know, and in the situation that he's in. Just what you could say about the Earl Thomas situation and how that speaks volumes for Le'Veon Bell's plate, for the plate of any of these guys that are out there trying to get a better contract, get a better deal, be with a team that actually wants them. How Earl Thomas is is now kind of the torchbearer of the reality of if you're not happy where you are and you want to change things, you want to get things better, you know, that's that coming back and, and putting your body on the line for this team obviously affected him. And, you know, and allegedly right after the fact, Pete Carroll's like, we're going to put him on IR and normally that takes a day or they, you know, talk to the doctors or something happens. But they were like, nope, he's done out for the season. Thanks. Bye. See you later. So, you know, it, it looks like there's no love there, and, and uh, the situation just looks very nasty. I mean, obviously, Earl Thomas flipped off the sideline. There's there's so many things going on in Seattle, just what you can say about the Earl Thomas situation. Seattle's on its, on its way down in the demise. You know, one story 
you know, organization when they had the Legion of Boom. You know, now, you know, here's a player that gave his body, heart, and soul for you out on the field, you know, and proved that he was one of, not one of the top safety in the NFL the past, you know, two, three years. So he's earned the right to grant, you know, to garner the money that, that, that you know, that, that he's commanding. You know, name a profession where you think that someone shouldn't be, I mean, be, be paid, you know, uh, what they think they're worth. I commend anybody out there who feels that they should be paid what they're worth. I think teachers should all make over $100,000 a year, at least, minimum, for what they do. I think we live in a system that's completely messed up where teachers, you know, make less than police officers. And granted, police officers do, do a lot. They do a lot for community. But I don't, never, I don't even go, on that, go down that path. But anyway, they do a lot for community and, and protecting, you know, and, and, and being our law enforcement and the arm of the law. But teachers educate our children while we're at work. You know, they protect our children where we're at work. You know, they nurture and do they do everything for our young children, you know, up until the age of 17, 18, 19, when they, before they finally go off to the college. So they're a basic part of, you know, of the structure of our, of our lives as a, as adults, you know, when, when, when we can't watch our kids because we have to work to provide for our kids. So I think they should pay more, get paid more. Earl Thomas, I feel so bad for for the simple fact that he was trying he was trying to get a point across and do the, but, but, and, and trying to get the point across, do the right thing. He told them, look, I'm in the last year of my contract. I mean, I, I, after this year, nothing is guaranteed. You know, it's like, you know, I, I need to, I need another contract right now before I go to the last season because I could get hurt. He was, he was trying to echo it in, in the nicest way. And a simple fact that he came back, you know, he came back on time so that, you know, so he wouldn't be fined and he played in games so he wouldn't be fined and things of that nature, knowing the risk he took. Well, he lost that risk. You know what? He took a 50-50 chance and he lost because now he has a broken leg and now he's probably not going to end up getting the money that, you know, that, that it should have been, it should have been released or traded a, a, a year ago since Seattle didn't want him and go play with a team that, or that, that appreciates him. He'll never wear a Seattle Seahawks uniform again. I can guarantee you that 1,000%. And shame on Pete Carroll and shame on the Seattle or Seahawks organization for making that young man feel guilty enough where he went out there and played for them also because they get to the Super Bowl championship and they raking millions of dollars off, off the Super Bowl championship also and ended up getting injured. Yes, he's going to get the remainder of his contract in Seattle. Yes, he's going to be on that team you know, for the, for the re- remainder of the season in Seattle. But then after that, Who's going to want to sign a safety now? Who's had two broken legs over the of the past three seasons? You know, in Seattle, they'll get he'll he'll get money, but he won't get the money that he had got to be held out. Go good for you, Le'Veon Bell. Do not come to Pittsburgh until you absolutely have to. You know, and, and do not risk injury because you see what it can lead to. Yeah, you know, and that's that's the crazy thing in this all is that. You know, in the case of Earl Thomas, you know he's he's in a place where, like you said, he felt like he had to come back. He had to get. He didn't want to be a villain. You know, they they they, they appreciated him. They respect him. And yeah, and I'm sure I can speak for you know Earl Thomas right now. He did it for the fans. You know, he's like you know I don't want to be that teammate that you know that sits out that so you know so I mean I don't I don't want to get hurt also, but I want the fans that at least you know you know I appreciated my time being here. You know, and I'm sure if he if, if he could. Go back in time, you know. If they could have sat there and said before you get flipped the bird, that but the flipping the bird was to Pete Carroll, you know, and the Seattle Seahawks organization. It wasn't to his teammates, you know. As someone who's played this in, in the league fifteen years, you know, CFL and NFL, you know, even if I did something like that, my players know I love you guys. We go to battle every single day. It's that that's for these that's for these coaches, and not so much the coaching staff, but because they have nothing to do with his contract. But it's for Pete Carroll, 
who, as you, me and you talked about, didn't come out and see him, and an organization that wouldn't 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 pay him his value after what he sacrificed for them. Yeah, no, and you make you know obviously you make a point, you make perfect sense in this situation is that you know <clears throat> what happened in this situation and and the sadness of the situation is the fact that you know he was trying to come back and play the game like you said you know he felt the need to come back for whatever reason it may be and wanted to wanted to play you know make his money try and figure stuff out some guys hold out like Le'Veon Bell some guys eventually come back like Earl Thomas but what does this show to the rest of the guys in the NFL does this show you when you're in a contract dispute and you have nothing guaranteed of your future to just to just stay out or fake an injury I mean what is what does it tell the guys that are in a situation like Le'Veon or Earl moving forward. If, if I was an agent and I was representing some of those guys, and I had a guy in a situation like Le'Veon or Earl right now, I tell I know I tell my client for the best interest of you because all these coaches and all these owners, all they think about is them and their product. You think about yourself also. Do what they're doing. Sit out and don't do nothing because right now Le'Veon just has to come back. I think it's game nine. I think after after halfway through the season or, or after the trade date, you know, he's got to play six games. That's what they got him at. Six game, I mean, it doesn't have to play six games. He just has to be on the roster six games. Yeah, he's got to be there. Yeah, so he's got to be he's got to be there for six games. You know, so I'd be, I'd, I'd, me personally, I'd be like going there for six games, do what you need to do, but don't get hurt. I mean, you're not telling anybody, you know, to fake an injury or go out there and not play, but it's like you know, this team doesn't want you. So why would I risk everything for a team that doesn't want me? <laughs> that, that let me wait until you know. Let me wait until six games left before they decided they even wanted to trade me, or actually they have to trade him within the next two weeks. So they don't trade him, you know, and, they, and, they, and they, like they, they don't want him. You know, they, they, they obviously don't want him because they're not like, even trying to negotiate with him to get him a contract back. You know, so I, I don't, I don't get it. And if, as a businessman, if somebody doesn't want to be my part of my organization and go someplace else and play, and they have value. I'm going to get what I possibly can and value from them so I can get make my company that much better. You know, if I can get two first-round draft choices for Le'Veon Bell, oh, my goodness, are you kidding me? You know, why not pick up you know, a first-round draft choice, you know? Ben, ben Roethlisberger obviously isn't getting any younger. You can get, use one of those first-round draft picks, you know, to get you a quarterback. You know, look at Deshaun Watson, first-round pick. Carson Wentz, first-round pick. Jared Goff, first-round pick. Um, Baker Mayfield, first-round pick. So you can get you a young superstar, you know, to, to, to have your organization, your team moving forward in, in the future. So I, I don't I don't get these owners and I don't get these coaches, you know, that the, the ego of these guys sometimes drives me crazy. You know, you, 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 you look at Khalil Mack, you know, and, and Chucky, and I'll call him Chucky, you know, because, because he deserves to be called Chucky. The situation out in Oakland, how do you not talk to the guy who I consider the next Lawrence Taylor about a contract dispute he's having before you just up and trade him. It's, it's, it, that, that, that to me is, it, ah, it's crazy. I mean, I, I don't get it. I mean, and Khalil Mack will probably win defensive, well, he's having a year to win defensive player of the year right now. And you just up and traded him without even speaking to him because he wanted to sit out because you would, he wanted to renegotiate his contract. He deserved the right to have his contract renegotiated. As I said before, he was a Lawrence Taylor of the NFL right now. So John, I mean, I'll say it, but John John Gruden, who I used to have a lot of respect for, I don't anymore. You know, Pete Carroll, who I used to have a lot of respect for, I don't anymore. You know, I mean, I, right, right now, I don't, I don't understand the Tomlin situation, but I respect Tomlin, and, uh, and I respect these guys for what they did, what they contributed to the game. But how they treat these players and the situation they're going about things now, you know, it's just, it's hard to have respect for people like that. 
Yeah, no, speaking here with Rob Drummond here on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora, you know, guys making these decisions, some people thinking that Gruden is sabotaging the Raiders, you know, for whatever reason, and, you know, Khalil Mack letting somebody like that go, not sitting down with him, not speaking with him, not meeting with him, letting him go to Chicago, now all of a sudden Chicago is relevant as the Packers struggle, the Vikings are up and down, and the Lions are all over the place, you know, the Bears now have a shot at a lot of this stuff. So it's amazing how somebody doesn't appreciate something. But, I mean, it's in any relationship. You don't appreciate the person you're with, you know? What were you going to say? I mean, no, I mean, you're absolutely right. You know, it's just, it's just about, I mean, and I, I sit there, I said, I'm going to tell this to my girlfriend all the time. You know what? It's the one thing, I mean, I can be tough. I can be rough. You know, I can be, like, you know, just ornery a lot of times. You know what? But the thing I try and be, I try and be fair. You know, I try and be honest. I just try and be, you know, I just got to try and be contractual to the point where it's like, you know what, I'm not always right. You know, so, I mean, I always take a step back. I look at the situation. I'm like, okay, you're absolutely right. You know, well, let's see, let's, let's not try and negotiate the situation then. I don't always have to be right. But it seems like these coaches, they always have to be right. These owners, they always have to be right. What is Le'Veon Bell doing that the average, you know, normal person in this situation wouldn't do? Earl Thomas should have held out. But Earl Thomas was like, you know, it, it, you, know you can tell. He loved the game of football. It was in his heart. He loved the fans that cheered for him every day. It was in his heart because he came in, on you know, to the, at the point where he had to came in. And you know, you know, any man said some says, you know, said some things. You know, if I'm not feeling well, I'm not practicing things of that nature. But it was to take care of him. It seems like he was the only one that was looking out for him because they sure as hell wasn't. You really think the Pittsburgh Steelers are looking out for Le'Veon Bell? Please, they're looking out for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Yeah. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, as they move forward, continue to struggle and are pushing themselves out the door right now of any playoff hope opportunity or a Super Bowl opportunity farther and farther and farther away. Speaking here with Robert Drummond on these situations with these players. And, you know, Rob, you and I have talked about this before. We talked about it on on video at the Press Room Pub as well. The franchise tag and just, you know, the the notion of, I mean, what it did to Kirk Cousins and then Kirk Cousins goes to Minnesota, gets the first fully guaranteed contract. He's going to make all the money that's on the contract. So kind of, you know, Minnesota doing a really awesome thing for Kirk, not, not kind of, definitely doing an amazing thing for him saying, you were, you know, there was a carrot dangled in front of you for two years. Now we're going to give you what you're worth and we're going to make sure that injury or not you're taken care of. We look at, you know, the franchise tag for two years of Le'Veon Bell. We look at the franchise tags around the country, which essentially what it does is the team has your ownership for a year. They say to you, well, you make an average of the top five at your position, so you're going to make a ton of money this year. But like you said, there's no signing bonus. There's no longevity. If you get hurt, there's nothing beyond that. And they can drop you like a bad habit. If you play that season and play bad or play that season and get hurt, they give you your money for your franchise tag, then then they leave you out in free agency to drown. So is it time to say goodbye to the franchise tag? Yes, 1,000%. The franchise tag is nothing but a device to be able to protect owners, you know, from you know, from having to invest in in, in a quality product. You know, I mean, you take the take the Kirk Cousins, you know, situation. You know, for for instance, you know, the, the man was a hot, very very good quarterback. You know, you know, for for for, for years, I always thought Cousins was a you know was a, was a very you know a, a upper tier uh, upper tier quarterback. You know, but but if you franchise tag, even as a player, if you franchise tag me, yes, I get the money of the top five percent of the players in my position, but there's no guarantee. It's like you said, I could have an injury that ends my career, and that's it for me. I'm not set for, for anything. No signing bonus, no nothing. So it's just that salary for the rest of the year, you know, and then I'm done. 
You know, so that's a chance these players are taking. The, the owners risk nothing because all we have to do is pay him the top five percent of you know what the other of other players in the top position are making. You know, and then that that's it. Then we can be done with them. You know, so there's no risk on the owners' part at all. But there's every risk in the world on the players' part. So I, I mean, so that that's something that needs to go, and that's something that all you do when you franchise tag a player is you make him disgruntled. That's it. That's all towards that organization. And you have that player when he plays against that organization again. Plays like it's the, the the last game in the world towards him. Trust me, I know this. <laughs> when you know, when you you know, when you disenfranchise a player, he'll, he'll always play against your team as if it's a, if, if, if it's his last game he's ever playing. He'll play. He'll give you one hundred and fifty percent every single time for that game. So watch when uh, Kirk Cousins and the Minnesota Vikings play against the Washington Redskins this year. How he plays, you know, or, or when uh, when I was in Philadelphia Eagles and we released Chris Carter. You know, granted, it was other things behind the scene that were going on, but we ended up releasing Chris Carter. But Buddy Ryan, he came back and torched us on a Monday night game for like three touchdowns, two hundred something yards. So when former players come back or come back and play against teams who burned them, whew, watch out. And that's true. I always say that. You know, guys seem to play up in these situations when they're put in this opportunity. There's always that. You know, Deshaun Jackson going up against his old team. You know, Priest Holmes. There's a lot of guys that like people may forget about that when they went up against their old team or they or they put on that new jersey, they were a different type of field, different type of team. And I tell people all the time, from week to week to week, when I look at matchups saying, hey, remember this guy played for this team, and now they're playing each other this week, you should put him out there for fantasy football because the reality of it all is 99% of the time, they're going to go to torch those teams that they're going up against, and they don't really care who's on the other side of it. They don't care what their stats are at the time. They're going to make it count. They're going to make it happen, and they're going to remind that team, you got rid of me. You told me to go pound salt, and this is my response. So Le'Veon Bell at this point, Rob, I would imagine – now, if he does come back during the bye week, and this is the case, I would think that he's coming during an off week because he wants some peace it's not game time he wants to maybe last ditch effort to talk with them I'm speculating here but you know why come back if he does why come back during the bye week is this to say hey we got some extra time hey I want to try and work this out let's figure out what we can do if he does extend an olive branch in this moment what would you think it's for um, I, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Leaving on head, head right now, but it could be to the point where Pittsburgh is a train. Pittsburgh is a train wreck right now. I mean, they're they're they're, they're awful. You know, what? you know, Brown is not happy, but Roethlisberger is not doing good. You know, it's like everyone thought Connor was the next coming of Le'Veon, but we realize that running back, you know, he's not Le'Veon. He takes you. You realize how much they need that young man and how much the offense, you know, is dedicated to around him being able to catch the ball in the backfield, you know, and run the ball downhill and between the tackles, you know, so he's, he's so much to that offense to get everything going for them. And right now they're struggling without him. They need him a lot more than, than, than he, than he knows it, but he knows it. That's the thing. You know, he's got them over a barrel. It's going to be like, you know, either trade me or he's going to go out there, you know, probably his first hit just, and just go down. Oh, my, I hurt my knee. I hurt my back. I hurt my, you know, I hurt my hamstring. You know, it's like, you guys need me. <clears throat> Either a long-term contract or, you know, I'm not risking it. Why should he risk anything? Earl Thomas risking it, and what happened? Yeah. And Le'Veon Bell allegedly had just said recently, uh, I've taken, I've got to take this stand, knowing my worth and knowing I can tear a ligament or get surgery at any time. I knew I couldn't play 16 games with 400 or more touches, end quote. What do you think about that statement for him saying, I knew my body couldn't take 
you know, 16 games, 400 or more touches. Is that a red flag to the rest of the NFL, or is that him saying, I knew I wasn't going to do 400 or more touches in 16 games if I know that I don't have a, a guarantee of my future? That's what I'm saying. If I don't have a guarantee of my future, why the hell would I care for your organization carry the ball 400 times, you know, you know, in, 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 a, in a third year? Because he's done it for 400 touches, excuse me. You know, in, in a third year, knowing you did it the two years before. You know, you beat you beat me down like a you know like a like a broken you know Bronco horse. You know, but but yet you don't want to pay me the value. I, I have enough value for you to have four in the touches with led the league the last two years, but not enough value for you to give me a contract like a Todd Gurley. <laughs> He's absolutely one hundred percent correct. Yeah. So I mean, this is a. Very interesting situation and where it is right now. Uh, he averages 128.9 total yards per game. It's the highest average over a running back's first five seasons. So this is where he is right now. The team weeks two through four, speaking of the Steelers, are averaging 43 yards per game on the on the ground, on rushing the ball. Uh, Bell is 26 years old, still wants to retire as a Steeler, allegedly. He said, quote, I could be naive or hopeful, but at the end of the day, I feel like that's what's going to happen. I don't think they really want me gone. They That could be me being prideful, but I'm still holding out hope, end quote. Uh, there's no chance. He stays in Pittsburgh. So what do you think of all of all these words right now? I mean, he's he just said, he also said it's costing me some fans. A lot of people call me selfish, but I'm really not. I'm doing it for guys behind me or guys who don't understand what's going on in the business of football. The 22 years I've been playing football, I've always brought value. I don't think the Steelers, the Steelers valued me as much, end quote, is also what he said. Do you think the people that were calling Earl Thomas selfish also are still calling him selfish? No, I think those people are probably hiding under a rock this morning. Exactly. You know, so with me, I, I can I can deal with selfish people. You know, self, maybe I can deal with selfish people. It's okay to call me selfish. I mean, you're not the one that's going to be hurt. You're not the one that's going to lose everything. I had no problem with any player in any sport, in, in, in any parameter, no matter where it be, holding out with a t- when your organization is a multi-billion organization and, they, and they, they, you know, they just use you. You know, I remember once a long time ago, you know, that, that the owner of the uh, uh, Dallas Cowboys, Tech Schramm, you know, this was back in the 70s, I think it was, you know, and, and hearing about it, you know, that he basically said, that uh that the, the NFL players are nothing but cattle and they're the cattle ranchers. You know we can get rid of them at any time and get somebody else in because you know that they're they're just cattle to us. And I was like, wow, you know, and 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 that's always stuck with me for all these years in football. Basically saying to us that you know players are a dime a dozen to these coaches. They're gonna make their their billions of dollars. You know, regardless of who they put in there. So you know we're expendable. So as long as you're expendable, you got to maximize your potential and your your profit margin. You know, as as long as you have it. Right now, at 26 years old, Le'Veon Bell is one of the best running backs in the NFL. Has a huge profit margin. Margin. It's like this. It's like this, Pittsburgh. Either you want him or you don't. It was the same thing with Washington and Kirk Cousins. Either you wanted him or you don't. You don't want him, so you let him go. And somebody else gave him the money that he was looking for in Minnesota, and he's happy. And he's showing him, you know, like the, the fruits of that labor. Le'Veon Bell will do the same thing. Eventually, he will get the money in his worth because he has major value, and he's that type of a player, a, a great running back. Pittsburgh doesn't want to give him the money. Let him go someplace else and get his money. You know, holy smokes, I don't get it. You're trying to hold someone hostage for what? Your ego, your pride. Get oh, over it. The last thing I want to touch on here, going right off of of what you said in value, Rob. Speaking here with Rob Drummond on Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Todd Gurley and David Johnson 
have both received between 31 and $45 million in guarantees. Le'Veon Bell was allegedly offered a $70 million contract that only had $17 million in guarantees. For those playing the home game, that means that $53 million of the $70 million contract was up in the air, and Bell allegedly called that $70 million deal because it was only $17 million in guaranteed money that he'll actually ever see. He called it monopoly money. What do you think about that? I think he's 100% correct. When he's one of, when, as I said before, over the last two years, he's had four, you know, over 400 touches. <laughs> I mean, Johnson and Gurley didn't ever wear 400 touches the last two years. You know, he's a. I, I think he's personally a better back than them. He's a better. He's a better, more of a downhill runner, more of a power runner. Fits that Pittsburgh offense style great. You know, so hey, it is what it is. At the end of the day, he's holding out and he's doing what I think is in the best interest for Le'Veon Bell. Every player should go out there and do what's in the best interest for that player because these owners don't give a damn about you. Just wait till it's all said and done and those injuries start kicking in, those bumps and bruises and everything that, that you know, look, look at the whole concussion issue going on right now and how they're treating the former players. That should let you know what these owners are about. Watch the movie Concussion. You'll get what I'm talking about. And the movie Concussion, I think, had a bunch of omissions in it as well because as damning as it was, I'm sure that there was somebody saying, hey, don't show that, don't show that, don't show that either. Of course not. They tried to hide. The NFL tried to hide. They knew about concussions long before they ever explained them to us or or wanted to admit it to us, you know? But they kept it quiet until it got to the point where they couldn't keep it quiet anymore. People started dying, and they're still dying from them, you know? And these guys trying to protect themselves. You know, you, I see the side of Le'Veon Bell, and, you know, obviously you and I had talked about it, you know, with him getting suspended and different things, looking selfish and not about the team. In the scenario of wanting to protect his body and protect himself for the rest of his life, you got to understand it. Coming off of Earl Thomas, you got to understand it more. So I see both sides of it. I think Le'Veon Bell has made mistakes in the past and done some things where he hasn't given himself a full season, and that has affected the team. But in the here and now, the way that things are, I say if you don't want them, trade them. We do have to get to something really quick here. Syracuse is 4-1. and one. Should they be ranked? And I know you, you and I talked about this yesterday off the air a little bit. Should Syracuse be ranked at 4-1? and one, And what type of 4-1 and one team are we looking at right now? Very, very, very good team. A very, very confident team. A team that's playing with a lot of pride right now. A team that's just playing uh, above what we've seen from the past, you know, that goes without saying, but their team right now is playing with a lot of confidence. I see that they're hungry. You know, it's just, you can only take getting, I mean, it's like, it's like the bully. Syracuse has been the school that's been getting bullied for the past 15, almost 20 years. They've had enough. These young men have decided within themselves that they've had enough of getting bullied, getting pushed around, getting laughed at, getting poked at. You know, they just had to go out there, you know, and 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 be, and be the new the new face of what you know somebody who's been once bullied before. You know, but now he's really to fight back. They're fighting back, and I'm so proud of them. You know, of how they played against Clemson down in Death Valley because that's not an easy place to play. You know, what they accomplished and what they did, and for a few mistakes here and there, you know, which is expected in football, they sh- they should have won that game. But you know what? They they, they they can't rest on their laurels. They, they can't get down on one game. That's just one game. It's in the past. It's time to start a new season. Time to go out there against Pittsburgh and prove, you know, prove not just to themselves, but prove to a nation. You know, they are as good as what people are seeing in front of them. And this is a new Syracuse era. I told you at the beginning of the year, if they, if they beat Clemson, you know, or, or they, they had a tough game, it could set the tone for Syracuse for a long time. And I think the way they played, you know, the, 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 these first five games, it set the tone in Syracuse for a long time because – 
You know, it's now it's just it's just a mental factor within that locker room. You know, within that coaching staff that they can play, they can compete with the big boys. Clemson was ranked third in the country. They competed with the big boys. Now, could they play with Alabama or Ohio State? Don't know. But you know what? In order to figure that out, you got to get to that BCS, you know, championship game, or excuse me, that BCS playoff playoff game, you know, and find out. So that's what they're gunning for right now. I think they could possibly, with the exception of Notre Dame, win out if they go out there and play well. And it, and it starts with Pittsburgh. So don't even worry about what's going on, you know, going on in the future. All I have to do is worry about one game and take it one game at a time. And what can you say about this rivalry with Pittsburgh? You know, if you feel that it's still – it's still alive. You know, is it the same as it used to be? Does it feel the same? Does it feel totally different? How do you see this rivalry right now? Oh, Pittsburgh and Syracuse do not, we do not like one another. I mean, it's, it's, it's always, you know, because the one thing about a Pittsburgh team that you're going to get when they show up on Saturdays to play is a physical game. I mean, it's going to be a knockdown, drag out brawl. You know, <laughs> it, 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 it's a, Penn State used to be a physical game, Virginia Tech used to be a physical game. Penn State used to be a physical game. You know, the, the better team will, will, will win as a, as you know as as it, as it should. But it's going to be one physical game, and uh, hopefully, I uh, hopefully it won't be that shootout that they had two years ago. You know, you know, seventy one uh, sixty, whatever the score was. But hopefully, it's just, it's, it's, it can just be a game that where where I'm used to in Syracuse. Syracuse just go out there and physically beating up teams. There are a lot of a lot of times. You know, when I, when I played, we, we didn't win the games, but we you know, but we won. We just say you win the battle, you know, but you lose the war, you know. But the the, the, the war, the war on this is, is the football physical part of it. You want you want to you want to you want to try and win that. You want just want to physically beat up your opponent. So the next time you play them, it's always stuck in their head that wow, this team's you know they're talented. Not only are they talented, we're nowhere we're we're nowhere for war. You know, and that's what you want to get to a point of in football, just psychologically getting into the heads of teams, saying that you know when you play this team, especially in Syracuse, when we play Syracuse, we're going to be in for a battle, right? And a war, you know. Hopefully, we can win them both, but we at least have to win one of them psychologically. And that's the mindset that we had back when I played, which is a mindset that the guys had, you know, in the '90s and the early 2000s. You know, when we were winning games and going to bowl games, and being nationally ranked. It's a mindset I think these young men now, Syracuse, are taking to heart and uh, and thriving on and using for their advantage. Some of the guys at the beginning of the season told you that they believed that this team could go undefeated. Who were the guys that you had an opportunity to speak with, and what do you think about them now saying that to you? Are you seeing that fruit kind of be born in the way that they're playing? Um, you know, I mean, I, I talked to Dungy, I talked to Kalan Butner, I talked to Shy, you know, I talked to Strickland, you know, and they're they're just telling me that they they believe that they, you know they believe that they could go 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 uh, go undefeated, and I was like, you know what, yeah, man, and I, it, it it didn't surprise me. You know, but it, but it, but it took me back from a standpoint of you know after coming off a few years that they've had, you know, it's like I told you before. I mean, I, that's when I realized you know they've had enough. You know, I mean, at any point, anybody who feels that they're tough, who feels that they're priding themselves, has enough has enough of getting kicked around. You know, and I just told them, you know, just go out there and take it one game at a time. Don't worry about, just don't look at your entire schedule. Just focus on that game at hand or the game in front. Which coach Coach Mack used to always say to us, focus on the task at hand. They're on the task at hand for them this week is Pittsburgh. Just worry about Pittsburgh. That's when, you, when I said earlier. I said it's a new season. It's a new season, so it's, you know you're not, they're not going to go to four, you know five and one. They're going to go to one and zero, oh, then two and zero, oh, then three and zero. Oh. The past is the past. That one loss, you know, that let those games there. It's a winning record. It's a good record for you right now. So we just put the you know have that. It's, it's like a poker game. Put that in your pocket, you know, for, for for a rainy day, you know. So you can add that on later on in the season. But for right now, just take care of Pittsburgh so we can go to one and zero. Oh. 
take care of, you know, the next day after that, so you can go to two and zero. So just worry about it one game at a time. And, you know, and I believe them, you know, and that's that's the way they're playing. They're playing with heart. They're playing with pride. They're playing like the the the, uh, the puppy or the, or the or the young person or the the individual that's been kicked around for so has sand kicked in his face and is tired of it. Is ready to fight back. That coming from Rob Drummond, Syracuse being that team that was bullied, kicked around, and now they're fighting back. Now they're showing the world what they're capable of and what they can do moving forward. Syracuse is four and one. They need they need two games to be bowl eligible. And they have plenty of games coming up. They have seven more games this season. And the next one on the docket, the next opportunity to be 1-0 and is at Pittsburgh this coming Saturday, October 6th. As always, Rob, I appreciate the time. I know that you and I could, could talk all day. So I appreciate you being here and being a part of this. And you know that uh, I'm always thankful to have you. So thank you for that. Definitely, Dan. All right, I'll talk with you soon, okay? All right, bro. Stay warm out there because I know you don't like the coldness. <laughs> oh, I can't stand the cold. I, I have no idea how I played football so long and still living live here. But you know what? I mean, immensely, I can deal with anything. It's, it's no problem. All right. Well, have a good day, and I'll talk with you soon. All right, Dan. All right. Take care. That coming from Rob Drummond once again here on Wake Up Call with Dan Satora. A lot of things to say about how you can, you know, take care. Uh, I, I mean, just uh, taking care of these players in the NFL. Rob played in the NFL. He knows it's a business. Rob's had injuries in the NFL. He knows it's a business. And Earl Thomas showcased that. Earl Thomas just, you know, he's kind of the sacrificial lamb because he stated the case of why Le'Veon Bell has, has been holding out. I mean, he shows you what can happen when that happens. And, you know, I'm not going to sit here and lie about it. I did come out and say about Le'Veon Bell that, you know, this is crazy. It's ridiculous. Look at what the his teammates are saying and this, that, and the other. But I can see both sides of the spectrum and Rob Drummond. And that's the thing about this world that we forget about is that, you know, just because you have an opinion doesn't mean that somebody else can't help to influence that opinion for the better or show you the other side and get you to understand it. Speaking with Rob Drummond, and I'm going to say this live on the air because people need an example because we don't believe that this is a possibility anymore. Speaking with Rob Drummond helped me to see another side to this argument deeper, see it for real, and now I can honestly say that I can look at Le'Veon and say, okay, well, you've been suspended in this, that, and, you know, so that's on you. And the guys that are on that team that just signed extensions while you've been there, that connects to you because they want to play with you because they believe they could be successful with you. So all of that's, you know, yeah, that's that's the one side where it's like, Le'Veon, this is a dicey situation. But on the other side of it, the injuries, knowing that a team doesn't care, knowing that they don't want you, knowing that they're not going to invest in you, that's the other side of it. And Rob helped me to see that. So shout out to Rob, because not only did he make great points on today's show and always, but he also helped me to open up my eyes and see other sides to this and see the bigger picture and see the hell that these players go through. We see them making millions of dollars, but we also don't see the monopoly money that a $70 million contract is only 17 sometimes. So let this be an example that just because you have an opinion in life doesn't mean you can't learn and expand your mind and learn and, and get to know more things. So, Rob, thank you for doing that with me. People out there that are on one side of the spectrum, maybe start listening to the other side of the spectrum and find peace within the middle. Because if we can't all see other people's point of views, then what the hell are we doing? And I'll tell you right now, it's not working. We'll take a fast break, and when we come back, we'll be here with Courtney Jackson, 2019 Verbal Commit to Syracuse. We'll be back here after this fast break in just a moment. 
This is a wake-up call, Fast Break. Carvel DeWitt, it's what happy tastes like. Do you know why? Because we make ice cream. Creamy, rich, flavorful ice cream. Not yogurt or ice milk like some of our competitors. Ice cream. Fresh, by hand, daily. For the calorie conscious, we have something new for you. Our new Carvelite. Same great flavor, creaminess, and texture of our regular ice cream with only 35 calories an ounce. So whether you want an ice cream cake, flying saucer, dasher, carvalanche, hard or soft ice cream, we will satisfy your craving with our fresh, handmade, regular, or new Carvelite ice cream. Carvel DeWitt. It's what happy tastes like. Clothing that will change with you without you having to change. DrysigLady.com, D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G, Lady.com. With the bamboo line, relaxed fit clothing, as well as the athletic fit clothing, DrysigLady.com is fit for any woman, any time of the day, anywhere. Whatever you're doing, whatever your day commands of you, Command yourself to feel comfortable in Dreisig Lady Apparel. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com. For all the women out there, feel good in what you're wearing. And don't feel like you have to constantly change throughout the day. Whether you're a stay-at-home mom, a business owner, going for a jog, going for a meeting, or just relaxing at home, DrysigLady.com is the right fit for you. D-R-E-I-S-S-I-G Lady.com This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. Call our home office at 315-752-9513 or better yet, call or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Let me ask you a question, Lawrence. If I needed you to help me Buy a house, find the right place. Could you help me do that? Joe, I'll help you find your dream home. You don't ever say my name on the radio, never. If I needed to sell a house, could you help me go about that the right way? Yes, yes I can. How do they get a hold of you? Call me directly at 315-748-2524. But you also do the commercial property. So if I got a business, couple businesses, got to take one here, move it over there, do this, do that. Are you going to help me buy and sell my commercial property? Also, Yes, sir. I like that. I like that. What's my name again? I have no idea. Absolutely. But they need to know your name, so give it one more time. This is Lawrence Papaleo, licensed real estate salesperson for Gilbo Realty. My phone number is 315-748-2524. Why don't you tell them your name one more time and that number so we can jot it down. This is Lawrence Papaleo. Call me or text me directly at 315-748-2524. Thank you so much for tuning in to part one of this episode of Wake Up Call with Dan Tortora. Make sure that you go to wakeupcalldt.podbean.com or you can go to wakeupcalldt.com on the RSS feed, the iTunes podcast, the Podbean podcast, or TuneIn Radio and click for part two of this show. I want to thank Rob Drummond once again. You won't want to miss what's coming up with Courtney Jackson, the ingredients to success, and more. Coming up in part two of this, our 179th episode of 2018.